Welcome back to the Weasel Guys. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Weasel. Mike How are you? Hey dude, how's it going? Good bro, how are you? How are you? Well, we can't even do a proper intro. Can't even do a proper intro by some artificial intelligence that's upset by how we misrepresented them. Like we were like just talking and then we got too too into thinking about how what like how we should do the intro and it just came off really insincere. How are you? Mikin? Mikin? How are you? Mikin? Yeah, can you hear me? Oh there we are. You're back, buddy. Another week, another weasel. That's that's. I mean, that's kind of how we've always done it. Like, um, I think when we first started, we were doing like a, "Hey guys, you know, this is uh, this is Torn and Jonah coming at you, the Weasel. Thanks for joining us again today." Da 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 da. And then it just felt real stale. Like we would say that, and then it would be, we'd like freak anyway. out that we recording. Okay, <laughs> and then the conversation doesn't flow very well. Yeah, no, that makes yeah. sense. This was the good word. Whereas, like. Yeah, you just, yeah, you, you start just recording. start doing it. And, yeah, yeah, just start doing Mike it. And we'll at some point pick a point where we actually start having a decent level of conversation and then he'll start from there. That honestly is again, I, I we talked a little bit about like your guys' creative process and like how the recordings get started yesterday and I was telling Jonah that it's really interesting to to get that behind the scenes look because when I listen, you know, to the episodes Sometimes it does feel like it's we're sort of like just coming in or like rolling into a good conversation. And I'm like, oh, damn, you know, they were already talking. Like, did they plan it that way or what? But I see now it's mm. organic. Yeah, Shane is a is an active listener of the weasel. Indeed, the I am. And we were kind of speaking to the fact that obviously, uh, Shane, you, you, you've never met Mike in before today. And but you've listened to him speak now for fifty plus hours, yeah, and probably know quite a bit about his life, and he doesn't know dick all about you. That's true. Yeah, how's Kirly doing? <laughs> she doing okay? <laughs> she's a bit she's a bit seedy today for sure. Yeah, that's right. yeah we've been talking about that. So yeah, no, it's she's true. a bit seedy today. Been listening for a few months, and uh, so I will do my best not to not to be like weirdly familiar with you nah that's better no you, dude you by all means little, bro add like a comedic element it, it'll just show your personality <laughs> through that's fair yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, being no, be f- be familiar, dude. Because the thing is, like, um, I've n- this is the first time I've met you as well, but I've heard a little bit about um some of the stuff you guys have done, your your escapades, so to speak. So, but it's it is really nice to finally get to, like I said before, escapades. put a, a face to the 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 name and and get to get to actually meet you. Because f- fuck, dude, you sounded like a fun dude, but now I know for sure you <laughs> definitely are. So now you're, now you're <laughs> confident. Well, the the feeling is mutual for sure. I've. Uh, I've seen or I've I've heard quite a few funny stories from Jonah about your guys' times escapades. That's a good word. Um, and escapades. I've, I've even seen some cute pictures of you guys. We are so. pretty oh. fucking cute. Yeah. You are. yeah, yeah. I do want to just start off by a little introduction of Shane. Shane is a really fucking good buddy of mine. Uh, we met back in back in North Carolina. We were working the range together, um, mm. and. Uh, what was awesome about it, and, and I think I think part of how our relationship really blossomed was through because uh, Shane worked the pits and I worked the tower. And for those that don't know what that is, so on a on a on a firing line on on a range, there's people that pull targets, and then there's the people shooting the targets that are fucking whatever, hundred to five hundred yards away. I was the guy calling the commands on on the fi- at the firing line, and Shane was the guy calling the commands in the pits for everybody to pull the targets. So, but we had to be in constant communication. So what would happen would be like I this was during my uh, I don't know what you'd say my uh, I was having a good time at this point in my Marine Corps career, I was, I was toward the ass end. My, my drinking problem was full blown. And, uh, your boy was getting mad pussy on the reg. And so I would just come in Monday morning. I'd be like, let me tell you this story. Shooters load your magazine of five rounds, get ready for your slow fire. And I'd be like, all right, man, 
So there I was, yeah, balls deep. Let me tell you about this chick, dude. The <laughs> shit that she asked me to do, man. Never heard nothing like it before. And I'm like, yeah, tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> it, was a, it was an interesting way to get to know somebody, um, to just have them yeah. in your ear for hours on end every day. But, but we got along famously, and here we are. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and Jonah's such an open dude when it comes to that stuff. He doesn't even have he to is. know you. <laughs> he just he starts is. fucking laying it on you like, oh dude, I, this one day I stuck something up my ass. It was fucking nice, dude. The cum mm-hmm. that came out of that fucking woo. One hundred percent. Yeah. You know? He's uh yeah, it's funny. He uh doesn't doesn't have any shame in his body about no. anything. <laughs> and I kind of admire that about him. And yeah, yeah, what was no. your um what was your first uh um oh fuck now I can't even think words now. Um what was your first like uh um when you first interacted with him? What is what was the first thing that went through your head when you started talking to him and he started telling you all this stuff? Honestly, I think that like the very like first few times that Jonah and I spoke, I don't I don't remember thinking anything about him other than the fact that like this guy obviously seems like a party animal and like maybe kind of a douche. And I was right. I was, I, I was on the yes. money. <laughs> Both of those things were like spot on. But uh, I, I honestly, I, I don't remember th- like judging him harshly or thinking that I didn't like him necessarily. Just that like I thought those things that was my that was my snap judgment. But, you know, I still work with him. Maybe I'll like him. And then um, so didn't didn't hold it against him we still spoke and like i definitely also uh was far from a perfect person when when jonah and i were working together so well we'll get to that indeed we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not gonna let me off the hook with any of those stories i'm sure yeah no shane uh i i don't remember the our actual first interaction or anything like that but uh i think most times when i when i was in the marines and i met a new marine or i, I met a new group of marines I go in with the assumption that you're probably an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's then be a good call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm pleasantly surprised by the people that aren't. Yeah. Uh, and then that's firmly the category that, that you fit in as well. Expectations low. Um, yeah. And always you, be pleasantly surprised. The bar was on the ground and you managed to crawl over yeah, it. Yeah. I shuffled over it. I, <laughs> I, I kicked it on my way, but that's okay. <laughs> we got there. Yeah. So, uh, what was um what was your actual job before you started doing the um the range? Uh, I was a radio tech. Still, a, still okay. is right. Yeah. Right now, I'm I'm uh, it expanded like it's more than just radios, but basically just a, a comm guy. Mm. Ten years, uh, well, well, almost ten years now, right? Yep. It'll be ten years in August. Yeah. The, I, I mean, I, I asked you this question earlier, but I kind of want you to expand on it more anyway. Um, as far as like most people join the Marines, do their fucking four years successfully, unsuccessfully, somewhere in between, get out, go about their stupid lives, uh, which is what I did. That's what Mike and did. Uh, and then you you made a decision to fucking stick it out for the for the long haul now mm-hmm. and have have seen 99 percent of your friends fucking move on. Yeah, dude. Dropping like flies along the way. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, what was that like? Just from a like, like you, you're obviously breaking the norm that all your friends were doing, and you're just committing to this path. Yeah. uh, Well, from my perspective, seeing all of my friends leave, it's it's bittersweet, right? Because like a a lot of them are excited to go, like they have plans that that they're ready to jump onto. You know, they want to go to school or they have a job lined up. Uh, They're gonna it's they're gonna have like a big move. Sometimes, like all of those things combined, you did all three of those things. I did, and uh, so it's it's an exciting time in their lives. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's it's your it's your best friends, you know, leaving, and so yeah. it's it's kind of heartbreaking, and you're stuck there still in the same shitty job, but like with one less cool person to hang out with, you know, and and like for the most part, people are still a phone call away, but it's but it's tough. And I know that you guys, everything I just described, I'm sure you went through because like you had people leave the unit before you did that you were good friends with. Um, Mm. But well, that and um, being separated as well, when we went from Japan to the States, that was really, really a weird time. Cause I don't mean Jonah didn't really talk that much while I was in California and he was in North Carolina. We kind of, 
kind of fell off a little bit, which was really strange because I, I definitely had a hard time in California with the people I was with and stuff. And I know Jonah, he 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 makes friends everywhere he goes, but he was still surrounded by a lot of the guys from Japan. So, um, but you're right because you you see guys that are excited to continue on and go do something else and yeah, get into something interesting. You don't want them to suffer. No, but at the same time, it's like fuck, dude. Now I'm stuck here still. Yeah, 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 exactly. Working on this same radio. Yes, sir. That's yeah. not going to work. <laughs> and like, you're happy for him. You, you're like, hell yeah, dude, get after it. But um, also don't leave me, please. Mm. <laughs> I love you. Goodbye. Yeah. And then and then you recently made a decision to um, say fuck the enlisted sign and go warrant officer. And for those listening, warrant officer is essentially like you specialize in your field so whenever some shit pops up fucking communicate like comms related they're they're calling fucking hey warrant officer kennedy you're the fucker that needs to answer this question yeah yeah that, and like there's no one above you you're the you're the one that should know right at your unit like you are the guy uh-huh. so mm. it, if you can't figure it out like you probably know other chief warrant officers or whatever that you can call but People are basically depending on you to, to be the expert in that in that field. But now you also have to to learn the officer side of things. I feel the need to explain the military. I don't know why, but there's 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 an enlisted, and then there's officers. Officers are in charge of the enlisted people, so they they like run platoons. They um, you know field exercises in a situation of combat. You're the one giving commands. Mm-hmm. Yada 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 yada. Uh, so this, this position that you're like, obviously you're going to go to training, you're going to fucking get slayed at whatever training you're going to. And then they're going to put you in charge of a platoon. I imagine of anywhere, give or take 50 to a hundred dudes. It'll probably be less than that, but there are certain units in, in my job field where like, yeah, it would, it would be it. We'd like the one that I just left that it was in Okinawa. Uh, I think that we had like, I think we had like 60 or 70 guys. Are you prepared for have their their shitty little lives in your hands? I have to be, man. But no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I think that I think that yes, uh, I am ready for that. But there's going to be a steep learning curve, and I'm and I'm sure that um, I'm there are going to be things that I struggle with. You know, it's going to be a huge adjustment. They they have a, a phrase that they use in the chief warrant officer community, like when you first pin on and get to your first unit, they call you the wobbly woe. Woe. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, sorry. So the, the W-O, warrant officer. I know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, what is what does wobbly woe mean? Yeah. Basically, just that uh, you're like trying to stand up on your legs, but you're like Bambi. Mm. That you know, you're you're trying to figure it out, but it's a it's a struggle at at least at the beginning for a lot of people. Are you ready to mm. to sign your first NJP? You know, I don't think that I would ever be ready for that, but luckily. I am not going to be a person who has NJP authority uh, for a long, long time. Oh, really? Um, yeah, your platoon commander does not have NJP authority. The lowest. Um, I don't want to get like too into the weeds if, if you know this ends up being confusing for somebody who's not familiar with the military. But basically, like the lowest NJP you can get is at the company level. So I'd have to be a company commander. Mm, I see. And then pretty much the path that you've chosen, you're probably not going to be a company commander. Probably not, um, unless I go unless I go LDO and become like a captain or a major. And then, but you know, at that point, that's like I'm in, I'm in for like 25 years at that point. Gross. Yep. Yes, sir. Yeah, Very big gross. gross. <laughs> so your disgusting. plan is to go to warrant officer school, finish out your 20 years, and then you're getting out then, or yeah, that is the plan, plan right now. Um, the military's like I like it enough to to keep sticking around for the foreseeable future. But three decades of my life, when you have a finite amount of time, and there's a there's a big wide world out there, man. I want to get out there and mm. see it on my own terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were talking too, and we're like the the people that stay in, the people that do twenty, twenty five years, thirty years, they get out and they're like fifty. You know, yeah. like if you join yeah. when you're eighteen, you do thirty years. You're what forty eight? Yeah. Yeah, literally. You still have a lot of life to live, but you're retarded. You are such a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's the thing I want to avoid is that, uh, 
like so many people struggle when they when they transition out, like just after a single enlistment, because it's a huge culture shock. And like, I, I know that, you know, you've, you've talked to me about mm-hmm. like your struggles in that way. And like, I, I, I know I'm gonna have to deal with it eventually, but I think it gets harder and harder, like the longer you stick around. And so I guess, like, kind of selfishly, um, I want to I want to mitigate that as much as I, I do yeah. like being in the Marine Corps. Sometimes I like Marines and working with them. There's a lot of cool benefits. But um, yeah, it's it's going to be it would be rough to join when I'm 18 and leave when I'm 48. Mm. Yeah, there's something about um, having everything structured for you all the time and you hate it while you're in. Well, most people hate it while they're in. You know, it's like you get up at this time, you go to chow at this time, you've got PT, you've got work, you get off and then that's it. You, you've got probably like four or five hours at the end of every day of your own free time, which you have to fill with more PT or study or yeah. whatever, just to stay ahead or drinking. If that's the path you go down. Hell yeah, and brother. then as soon as you get out, gang, there's gang. no <laughs> fucking structure to speak of, dude. People don't know their place at work. Fucking everybody has an opinion. Fucking um, you have to force yourself to do things like, I know for myself, staying fit after I, I got out was just not even on the cards. I was just like, fuck yeah, fast food, fucking love Taco Bell, of baby. Course. Fucking eating it every day, smoking weed every day, just getting mammoed, dude. It's fucking, it's difficult. Yeah, it's difficult. I believe it 100%. Yeah, I, I definitely got a little, got a little tubby after in, in my transition. I mean, I'd also, I didn't change any of my, like the Marine Corps, I'm not gonna say the Marine Corps made me an alcoholic uh it definitely <laughs> gave me some alcohol tendencies made it made it hard mm. to stay sober yeah <laughs> uh and then i very much continued that when i moved to austin and like i i was still a fucking fiend uh in austin for a bit but i remember whenever i got out it, it didn't hit me immediately uh the transition i I think I was I was fucking living high, dude, for probably six months to a year. After I got out, like the first year, I was fine. And then I think whenever I uh, it, it started to hit me that I needed a new structure, like I was just partying for a year. And then I was like, mm. all right, how do I? I need something. I need a new path, a new structure. Right. That's when I think the transition depression really fucking hit me pretty pretty hard and then i was probably i was probably fucked up like not like couldn't get out of my bed depression or anything like that like nothing that bad but i was definitely not in a good spot mentally for six months to a year roundabouts after i got out so i couldn't imagine doing fucking 25 Mm. and then you're just like and now go yeah thanks for your service here's your pension uh goodbye and you're like okay I guess I'll do my best. Let me there. start a new career at fucking, you know, yeah, 40. I yeah. mean, I, I get, yeah. I'm not <laughs> saying you can't do it, but uh, I imagine it would be tough. I think so. And and we talked about it with Janie a little bit last night that um, like with a lot of senior guys, they try and put them on, like they call it the twilight tour, uh, like your last duty station. Um, a lot of the time they'll try and put you in a billet or in a spot um, where you're working with like reservists or a lot of civilians and, you know, it doesn't happen for everybody. Um, and it's by no means like a, a necessity. Uh, but sometimes that's a consideration that they take, uh, to try and put you in a position where like, it's sort of like you have one foot in and one foot out, um, at your day job because it, it can help make the transition a little bit easier once you actually do fully like take off the uniform. Yeah. Interesting. Now that makes sense because you don't want, um, Oh man. The recording quality is, uh, or the oh, video is gone. That's all right. You just um, got a little fuzzy for us too. Okay, no, that's all right. Um, yeah, no, you're. Abs- I'm, I'm gonna turn my Wi-Fi off on my phone real quick. Yeah, maybe all. Um. Yeah, no, that's that's interesting that they do that. It, it makes sense because you, you don't want your, especially guys that have been in for twenty odd years. You don't want them to have a rough transition, even to the point where they are, um, you know, often themselves or hurting other people or becoming homeless and stuff like that. Cause it's, it, for one, it's a bad look, but two it's, um, and I don't know, I don't even know how many senior leadership actually think this, like from this perspective, but these guys have done, you know, 20 years of their own life, their service to the country. And then they're just kind of getting 
thrown to the wayside without any kind of assistance. Cause like when you're um, enlisted and you get out, you do the, oh, I can't even remember what it's called, but you have like that week long period where you're going to courses and they're teaching you how to fill out resumes and um, uh, LinkedIn and stuff like that. TRS. That's it. Um, garbage. Absolutely garbage. <laughs> yeah, we were um, talking about that. It's yeah, such yeah. a, it's such a gaff and off week, man. Like you just, you're just going, you're, you're just going down, you're dressed in business, business casual. You're fucking talking to some civilians. It's nice. You get to go eat fast food every day for lunch and mm-hmm. fucking real nice. But yeah, you don't learn shit. I, it's one of those things where you get out of it, what you put into it, which I think the whole Marine Corps is kind of like that. Um, so but at the same time, it's like, um, you can put as much into it as you want, but also you don't have the time or your the energy a lot of times because of your the nature of your job to put in more time, say for school and stuff. Because there was a few people in Japan that we knew that um, were doing college courses while we were still in, but they also didn't drink and hang out with us and and stuff. And they're yeah. weirdos, and nobody really enjoyed hanging out with them because you know they're fucking odd, man. Right. Just you know, they're oh, they're doing school. What a loser, bro. We're doing four story beer bongs out the back with a barbecue and a kiddie pool full of beer, bro. What the fuck are you doing going to school? Preach, bro. You dumbass. Yeah. No, I no, I actually did do that. I don't I don't know if you recall that, Mike, and um but I, I think I did three, I remember you, three classes. Like I remember you class. tried to do Japanese as well as one of your courses. I did Japanese just to just to pick up Japanese pussy. Ex- yeah. exclusively and it worked so go fuck yourself <laughs> well it worked but uh we could we can talk about that a little bit if you like how was that japanese pussy jonah that's a good Explain question um sideways <laughs> no as one would expect no it, it wasn't sideways um to be honest i never i never quite got to look it in the eye uh because mm. of the 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 gal I dated, lovely, uh, the nicest person on the planet. Kamikaze. Like her name is Conoco. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, people, Marines naturally fucked it up. All the like, oh hey, Kamikaze, yeah, <laughs> which right. is fucked up. All right, my bad. It's okay. fucked up. Damn. No, it's fucked up. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, but yeah, we and then like so we met and then she she made me wait forever to fuck. First of all, mm. what's forever for Jonah Rutherford? That's a good question. Uh, it was, it was three whole days. Bro. I think it, I think it was like two to three months from like, I was like, Hey, I want you to be my girlfriend. Okay. And she was like, and she was like, awesome. And I was like, so that means we're fucking. And she was like, yes, again. And she nah. was like, mm, no, not, not ready for that. And I was like, well, I don't have anything better to do <laughs> on this fucking godforsaken island. Yeah. How did you both? respond in that scenario like your response and her response to your response I'm curious. oh that wasn't i, did, I wasn't like well i got nothing better i was sure. like that's cool but hey you you're cool too. Yeah. like we can that's fully fine no problem yeah when i was just like god damn it yeah uh yeah she made me wait probably like three months and then she finally she finally let me hit dude and got it got got a clean look at it straight bush and it's different it's a different kind of bush. Long and stringy, isn't it? Uh, more like long, thick, and like coarse. Hmm. Like the individual hairs were like thicker, you know? Like <laughs> the gauge. Like an inch so across. Yeah, huge. the gauge of the hair was just <laughs> thick and it was straight. Like I mean, most, I don't know, most white bitches you, you, hang, you fuck are like, you know, the short and curlies um very different experience and then and then the next but i didn't give a fuck you know it'd been months since i had gotten late at that point and uh the next day i was like hey um i said it the nicest way possible i was like hey and like this is through a, a translator app Ooh. i was like hey uh i think it'd be a better experience for both of us if you were like you know to shave down there and she she replies, I can't because in Japanese culture, you're seeing the word she used, it, it translated to bitch, but I think she meant whore. Right. Uh, like a bitch or a whore. Um, 
in Japanese culture if you shave your pubis. Gotcha. Mm. So at that point, I was just kind of like, okay, now I'm insulting her culture by asking her. I mean, to, to be fair. Oh, sorry. I was. You go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, no, I was just gonna. I mean, I was just gonna say that if if you ended up being pushy about it, then at that point, you know, it would right. be like the the height of rudeness. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Mike? Well, I was just gonna say that to be fair, you've been insulting her culture since you started dating the bitch because you wanted to fuck <laughs> straight out the gate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but th- that was where I was like, I, I was like, all right, you know what? That makes sense. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I, yeah, so I just, uh, I just got down with the hair, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You, you got used to it. Chongo is just on a mission anyway. So I imagine <laughs> you were like, I can, I can get past this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was either hairy pussy or no pussy. So right. I made my choice. Good choice. As one who had no pussy for just about two years, I can say that was an excellent choice you made. I don't know. How, I don't know how you boys did it. Honestly, I masturbated a lot. I put a lot of energy into trying to find something to fuck there. I found it easier to just um, put a lot of energy into some really toxic long distance relationships. Actually, so <laughs> yeah, no, top notch. That's right. You did do that. <laughs> I did. Yep. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. That was valuable. Because because you learned lessons about yourself and about relationships and self control. I'm sure you know tons of positives, no doubt. Um, more, man. I wish, dude. That sounds lovely. Actually, that would have been excellent. <laughs> that was what I was aiming. No, it, it was more of a. Um, it was more of a, I developed a lot of really toxic um, attitudes towards women and sex, and because um, man, it makes you desperate, doesn't it? And then when you do, like when I went to California, I was just surrounded by pussy. Not good, not great, um, but, but pussy. do anything you can get, anything you can to get get the pussy, right? Including, you know, throwing your current relationship under the bus or out the window and fucking, um, I'm, I wasn't a very nice person when I lived in California. Not not like I am now. Um, so, but yeah, it's um, it's weird how like each each person experiences the same thing. And they branch off into very, very different directions, you know? Yeah. Because um, uh, you, you've you had a few relationships since you've been in. Were any of those long distance? Or yeah, how no those shit he has. This boy sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, uh, let's get into it. No, yeah, honestly, yeah. honestly, Shane, you're, you're probably the smartest guy I know. Like with a capital T, the smartest guy I know. You are the dumbest person I've ever fucking met when Thanks, it comes man. to relationships. I appreciate and that. Lo- you are a loser in love. Hell yeah, I am. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> no, that's true, man. Uh, 100%. Um, but but yeah, to, to answer your question, yes. I, I had quite a few relationships uh, after the point when I joined the Marine Corps. But no, none of them uh, were long distance. Okay. So did you, so how did those pan out? If you, if you want to explain it, you know, if, if not, that's fine. We can move on to something else, but no, it doesn't um, how did those pan out for you? Uh, you know, I actually have to, I have to correct myself. The very first one, when I joined the Marine Corps, it, I was with my high school girlfriend. Uh, oh, and- dude, you should, you should tell that story, honestly. You oh. want, I, can you tell the full story? Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I was, <laughs> you I know was what? Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> So I was dating this girl uh, for like a year and a half um, when we were in high school. And so, you know, we graduate and I've since the beginning of my senior year, I was already planning on joining the Marine Corps. Um, And so I go off to boot camp to MCT, MOS training, blah, 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 you know, do the thing. Uh, And so for the next like year or so, um, she and I are doing long distance. Um, Mm. And so eventually, like. We, we decided like, well, man, you know, long distance sucks, but we've been together for, you know, a, a, such a long time. It, you know, it had been like two and a half years or something like that at this point. But to us, we were ages. Like, well, yeah. yeah, exactly. Heaps of ages. We're <laughs> ready. We're ready. We should get married. And so we, we decided to do that. Um, and basically to cut to the chase, uh, I went home on leave to get married. And when I'm, so I had a connecting flight uh, in San Francisco. And when I'm sitting in the airport, like waiting during to like during a layover um, to take my next flight to Seattle to get married, 
uh, I get a text on my phone from a random number and it, it is the dude that she's like been banging like almost since I left for boot camp. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay. And so he had this whole spiel about like, yeah, dude, I've been trying to get a hold of you for like the last year. And I just wasn't year? wasn't able to, and I was like, okay, you know, th- I'm not buying this. <laughs> a you, year, you put I, in all this effort. I was trying so to get a hold of you every yeah. time. Every time I was plowing her, man, I thought about you. Yeah, sometimes she would leave her phone unlocked, and like I would reach over mid thrust and try and find your number. <laughs> but it just uh, so he he was like trying to make himself out to be like less of a bad guy. But I mean, he did end up telling me before I went home. Uh, I think it was for selfish reasons. He didn't want her to get married basically. Mm. Um, and she was still going to go through with it and like marry me and, and like break up with him. Uh, and so he, I was basically like, uh, this is insane. Haven't heard any inkling of this from her. Uh, do you have like proof? And he sent me pictures of her that he should not have had. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, you did ask for proof though. You're like, please verify this report. So yeah, somehow I was like, look, dude, if that, everything you're saying is true, like, uh, you suck. I appreciate the honesty. Can you give me more than just like your word from some random Seattle member? And so that was why he, he sent me mm. pictures. Um, mm. And so when I landed in Seattle. Oh, wait, did, question. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. You, did he, you, you did, he ha- did he, did he have pictures of him fucking her? He, or was it just pictures that she had sent him? He might've had pictures like that. That's not what he sent me though. He, he just sent me okay. like let really me ask, racy pictures of her. Okay. Let me ask my question. Were they the same photo that she was sending you? But was she like two numbers? Like she took a photo and she's like, "That's a good one." Oh my god! One to him, <laughs> one to Shane, one to him. <laughs> no, uh, I didn't recognize any of the pictures that she. Took. <sighs> I mean, damn. That, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's I would have felt a, I would have felt a little. <laughs> I don't know if that would be like better if that was better or worse, honestly. I, think, I don't I think know. Be... I think that might almost be worse. Think about it. She's sending you photos and she's like, I'm gonna take some different photos for my, you know, my butt buddy. Fuck, this would be interesting. That's true. And then you could, you know, I could go down into like the the rabbit hole mind fuck game of like, oh well, I mean, were, were the pictures that she was sending him like better? Or like was she put in more effort for like that stuff? But I never even yeah. never even went that route. Best uh, not to. Yeah. But but yeah, so uh, I ended up, you know, I was st- I was in the airport. I was like, well, fuck, I got to fly on the next flight to go home. And she and my mom were meeting me at the airport. There was no way. You were like in a random city. Like yeah. It wasn't like, let me derail the operation here. Yeah, exactly. I, I guess I could have called her and like bitched out over the phone and told her not to come to the airport. But uh, I hadn't like finished processing it all to like get to that point. But by, t- by the time I like boarded the plane and we took off. So we touched down in Seattle. Uh, I, I'm like rolling up to the baggage claim and she's there with my mom. Oh, and, well, and you had an entire flight to, I think, did. to, to process yeah, that, and think about this, that two or two and a half hour period without any service, you know, like the, and you're just fucking, you're sitting there just like, God fucking dead. Like, dude, rage, I, rage, fucking rage. The rage hadn't even like come yet. It was like shell shock. Like oh, no, fuck, that like, sucks more. No way to expect it. And like, I, again, I had known this, like I've been dating or like with this girl for like two and a half years known her for like three years prior to that no way to uh process those feelings quickly enough to to get to the anger part but boy howdy i felt angry in the airport (laughs) (laughs) when i got to see because she uh was there with my mom and just like totally normal and and you know my mom gave me a hug first uh which was probably lucky because i made it really awkward immediately afterwards because uh, she was like, also like, hi, oh my gosh, I'm so happy to see you. And I was just like, how's Patrick? And that was, that was my opening line because the dude's name was Patrick basically. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I got that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and she was just like, she, she was just shocked basically and didn't know how to respond. And my mom was like, who is Patrick? And I said, it's the guy that she's been cheating on me with since I left for boot camp. Wow. And your mom's also put in the spot. She sure is. Yeah. I made moment. it awkward for everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't make a scene in the airport unless anybody was like nearby listening. Um, but yeah. And the, and probably the funniest part of the whole story was that she had ridden with my mom. So she had to ride with us back to my hometown. Oh no. For like, you know, dude. this 45 oh. minute drive on the mm. freeway. And uh, she was in the backseat and my mom and I were up front and the whole time just trying to pretend that like we just weren't even addressing it. My mom and I were just like 
catching oh, yeah, up. Like, catch how's, up. How's the fight yeah, was? Yeah. How's the garden coming? <laughs> <laughs> it was awful, dude. And That's my, fucking awkward as shit, man. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was insane. Wow. So that was. Uh, that was so did you end up marrying her still, or you know, uh, I didn't, and I'm glad that I didn't. And but she asked, actually, like when we went, like I got mean, back to it, she was like, "So are we like?" should should i like cancel like with the wedding venue and and like the bakery and i was like what i, I mean honestly obviously honestly it's a fair it's a fair question you think so on on her part okay so how soon was the wedding supposed to be after you landed i think it was supposed plane? to be within like a week or two yeah you have a week okay wow. at that point <coughs> i mean as someone that's now planning a wedding you've planned a few of them uh, you sure know have. that like it's a big snowball yes. that you're constantly feeding, and then for it to right at the end to to slow it down or make it to a, put it to a halt. Yeah, so you got to make some decisions rather quickly if you're a week out. That is true, and and I can totally acknowledge that. Um, and like I'm I'm not trying to say that like her that like she didn't need to think about. Well, I guess that is what I, that's my point mainly is that like. The fact that she even had to like check in, like, oh, you know, should I cancel the wedding? I was like, yeah, fucking obviously. Like, you you <laughs> yeah, should just, yeah. you should have just said, oh, I'm gonna cancel with with the venue and the the bakery and everybody else. Yeah, the, the circumstances of that, I feel like, were pretty obvious. Um, but I don't know. I, hey, you want to try to work through this? Was maybe her thought? Yeah, for the, in the next six days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the year and a half or whatever it was that uh, you've been cheating on me. Yeah. Um, maybe we can talk through it. Yeah, that was kind of uh, that was my thought process. I was like, there's no way I would like, I would have to have zero self respect to to like still marry you a week from now. But so, no, is was my answer. Good on you, Shane. Thanks, Good man. on you, mate. Yeah. Fuck that bitch. You know, fucking that's and uh, see, I've I've did been that her? bitch. All right, I did. <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> and, uh, it, oh uh, no! Definitely makes me it makes me feel like a. I don't know. Like I was taking advantage of her. I, I mean, I kind of was. She probably felt super guilty, but I was like, whatever. I mean, we're not going to get married, but I do still want to fuck. And she didn't put up a fight. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the best way to describe consent. Yeah. 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 So, you know, to, I, I will give myself a little bit of credit. I was not like a rapist about it. And like, we, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. We were like, mm. tr- like trying to sort Excellent. of reconcile like the semblance of friendship that was maybe going to be left, left behind. Um, so like we had, we had a couple of like conversations about it, you know, while I was still in town and that was how it ended up happening. Um, but yeah, the relationship was over. Mm, probably for the best. I think so. For sure. I reckon. Yeah. Um, so actually that's kind of interesting. So when you didn't end up fucking her after that, did that change your, your thought process on relationships as a whole? Like did that situation, that whole the whole process, did that change the way that you perceived relationships going into the next one? Or yes, uh, good question, and it definitely did not make me like a good guy by mm. any stretch of the imagination. Uh, when I when I went back to North Carolina, um, I was that was that leave to get married was like my pre deployment leave. Uh, so I went back to North Carolina and immediately went. Uh, to Eastern Europe, and I was in Bulgaria for like half a year. And Bulgaria? It, yeah, I was in Bulgaria, and we spent a little bit of time in Romania too. I feel like you've you've mentioned that to me before, but I I, I kind of glossed over that. That was my first deployment. Yeah, deployment wasn't where you shot at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, wait. So I don't even know where the fuck Bulgaria is at. It's in it's in Eastern Europe, uh, really close to Russia. But I don't I don't know if I. If it's What's like, it? you know, two countries over, I'm not really sure. Oh, okay. It's over there. It's like, it's considered part of the Eastern Bloc, you know, like Ukraine, Bulgaria, those kinds of places. Yeah. Well, that was my question. So, was, um, what's going on there right now? But what, what was your question, oh. Morgan? Oh, I was just going to say, um, so how, how did that affect you? What do you mean? Like you were a bad guy? Were you just fucking everything that moved? Were you fucking... Yeah. 
just really untrustworthy of, of people or what was going on? Uh, yeah, definitely mainly the first part. Uh, and then I went into like that my next couple of relationships with like just some bad tendencies and I made very quick decisions on like I got married, like within, I don't even know, six months of getting back from that deployment to like some other girl that I went to high school with. Oh, and shit. it didn't, it didn't work out. It did not pan out. Let me tell you. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's uh, something about chicks back home, dude. They're, they're fucked up for sure. Yeah. It, I've had to, I've had to put to bed some, some chicks back home for sure. Mm. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. It happens. But why was it that you wanted to move? (laughs) (laughs) Why was it that you moved so fast into that next relationship? Uh, She honestly, it was it was a very dumb decision, uh, I think, on both of our parts. Um, And I I think that like the the catalyst for my quick decision making was like the the terrible breakup that I had just had, you know, before I before I went out there. Can you can you hear me? Can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Oh, oh yeah, your audio yeah, cut out. Sorry, say that us. say that last bit again. Yeah, I can hear you now. Can you yeah. hear us? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, it looks like we're still yep. recording okay. audio on our end anyway. Well, that's all good. Sorry, continue, Shane. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, no. You're good, man. Uh, I I think that so basically, yeah, it was a it was a very quick decision on both of our parts um to get married because she had like come out to visit me on a 96 so you know i had an extended weekend um she was like going around visiting the town we hung out with some friends david and lisa were there um and we we had a really good time and like she and i had never dated in high school but always like sort of had like a mutual attraction um but like the times that like one of us was single Mm -hmm. the other person wasn't that sort of thing and so we were like damn you know it sucks that we never got to date we get along so well this would be nice and mm-hmm. she was like, yeah, I really hate school. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. I really hate the barracks. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe we like, we never, we always wanted to date. Um, obviously coming, you coming over here and like us dating <sighs> in North Carolina. Cause she was, she was very open about, she was like, I will, I will drop out of school. I'm pretty, I'm close to doing it anyway. Um, and so if she had like come to North Carolina and made the, the huge leap, to move across the country with me, um, it would have been tough financially and in the Marine Corps to get married. You are better off. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> you, I think you guys have, or you, yeah, or you have experience yeah. with that. Hey, we'll just, we'll just yeah. skip the, uh, the dating and we'll just go straight to marriage. Fuck it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Mike, and your, I don't, did you bump something on your end? Uh, it looks like, cause your video is like a mm. delay um, behind they, now. Or maybe I'm just, <laughs> I'm tripping nuts right now. <laughs> 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 maybe it's my uh, It definitely was sure. lagging a little bit. Um, I don't think anything's been bumped on my end. Um, it should be okay. I think it'll be okay. Um, we can just crop out the, the dead bits. Um, is that all right if I go use okay. the toilet? I've got to take a piss and grab some more coffee. Is that all right? Okay. Um, I'm just going to yeah, go yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, means. Stamp 44. <sighs> I'm, I'm already, I'm getting like. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go as well. You're getting what? I'm just, I'm just, I think all the. <laughs> I'm fucking screaming, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, we'll, um. You spent some time looking at the light. Well, look, nice. That's excellent, dude. Is it blinding or? <laughs> Wait, I love you, Mike. You're, 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 you're a good guy. <laughs> um, we'll uh, we'll cut it there. Um, but for for everybody listening, Shane, because um, you've you've gone through this experience with a few bad relationships and stuff, what is it that you've learned? going through this and how do you think it's going to, how, how, what are your, what is your plan for um, taking all this culmination of, of, of experiences and, and pushing forward into your next relationship or, you know, what's your, what's your, what's your plan? Sure. Yeah, no. Uh, wow. What a, a massive question. Sorry, I, dude. Yeah. I'm going to fixate on the, no, 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 you're good, man. It, <laughs> I, I, I think I get the intent of what you're getting at. And like, um, I like it when people express themselves fully. So, 
uh, didn't bother me at all. And, and the biggest lesson that I think I'm taking away from, from everything that's happened is that therapy is good. Mm. Therapy is a really good thing. Um, and like everybody accumulates trauma as they go through life, whether it's because of your relationships or, you know, something that happened to you in the past from like your home life or anything, uh, nobody's life goes perfectly. And so as you, as you have those traumatic experiences, um, you might be able to work through them on your own, but it's always nice to have somebody who is a professional and can like guide you. And I've, I've had a decent amount of therapy. And I think that it's been really good for me, especially in like the relationship department, um, because it's good to have a, have a professional who likes, you know, specializes in like personal therapy, like in regards to like, you know, relationship trauma, tell you that like, yeah, that thing that happened to you like was messed up. Um, and also I'm not going to cut you any slack when it comes to like making your life better and like treating other people, um, well, despite the fact that like you might have you know, things that you carry forward, you know, we can, we're going to work through that anyway. We're not going to let it affect the rest of your life. So mm. that would be my number one things. Yeah. Therapy. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up with therapy. <laughs> Hell yeah. Was there, I mean, this is probably a dumb question, but, uh, as someone that's never been to therapy, uh, you clearly, never, really, you never been to therapy? Uh, no, I, I not, say it, not in actuality. I say it that way only because I, I consider you one of my more well-adjusted friends. Thanks. It takes a lot of work upstairs. Well, but uh, you're, you're I could clearly... probably I know that I could benefit from therapy. Shit's expensive. Mm. It sure is. That's free, free in the Marine Corps, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, God damn, I just got to figure shit out in my own life, in my own head. To save the pocketbook a bit, you know, that's gotta fair, man. Keep the keep the wallet, you know, can't got a budget for yeah. therapy fuck that yeah yeah they help you work through you know your your traumas or whatever and then they're like that'll be 250 dollars yeah <laughs> damn son well, like, it, and especially <laughs> i gotta eat and especially the way that the way that i grew up at least uh and like, i think the the most people on the planet are like 200 dollars could make or break you yeah i'm i'm, I'm very yeah. fortunate not to be in that position now <laughs> like right. anymore but if my life was fucked up I was poor when I probably need the most therapy is when I can least afford to obtain it. Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely get your line of thinking on that. That sucks. That sucks, man. <laughs> That's but, a bummer. And then like, I'm, I'm kind of representing the, this, I don't know, the status quo side of things. You're like, well, that's just life. You, uh, you gotta work, work out shit, have mm. good friends. Right. But you are representing the, this part that I think is, important as well like hey you can pay money to feel better ultimately yeah yeah well like whatever whatever form it takes like whether whether you have to fork out some dough. oh go ahead Mike. no you're finish your thought no it's right finish your thought uh, I, yeah just that uh yeah having having somebody to to help you through it um who's like been trained is is a big big benefit mm. i think there's a lot of overlap as well um, between having good, like honest, good friends and going to therapy, because a lot of people, and this is from experience of going both to therapy and having shit friends and having good friends is that, um, a lot of the things that people that are therapists will tell you is stuff that you already know. And it feels shitty. Cause they're like, yes. Oh yeah, here's some things that you already know about yourself. Now you can pay me money. And next week we'll talk about some more things that you already know about yourself. Um, and so like having good close friends, at least for Jonah, it, like Jonah's perspective is that he's got people around him that will tell him when he's fucked up, tell him when he does a good job, give him honest feedback and help him work through that stuff, which is what therapists do. Although none of us are trained <laughs> to, to, to help Jonah through those things. But I think because <laughs> of who Jonah is, he's able to, he's definitely been able to work through a lot of his stuff on his own. Well, not on his own, but, um, but yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. Ther therapy is an excellent thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I'm, and I'm with you on, on like the honest friend thing. It, it definitely, if you have somebody who can like give it to you straight, mm. that can be worth a boatload of therapy, right? There. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Well, it, and isn't it, and like, isn't it odd that like strangers are more likely to, actually, maybe not even strangers are more likely to be honest with you. Yeah. But I feel like as, as you get, 
develop deeper bonds with somebody, they're also less likely to be like brutally honest with you about a situation or relationship you're having. I think it takes a very special person. Yeah. Because they don't want to ruin that relationship that they have. Right. Because you, because you do run the risk of like whenever you're super honest with somebody and it's something that they might not want to hear. Scary. You run the risk of upsetting them. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. And uh, it can, it can, it can be scary to think that you're going to lose that relationship and they, they might also be worried just that they're going to hurt somebody that they love. Mm. Mm-hmm. And often the opposite is true. You know, when you do take that leap and give them the advice, I and mean, sometimes yet yeah, you're right, maybe they will stop talking to you at least for a while. But ultimately that bond, if it's a, a solid, honest bond, it's almost always strengthened by that honesty and that, that um, accountability that you hold that person to. Very important, I think. So, yeah. I th- I think if the relationship is healthy, one hundred percent, yeah, no doubt. Awesome. All right, folks. Well, do you agree with that, Jonah? You think you have <laughs> Jonah? Oh, Jonah's in fucking space right now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, dude, you're the fact that you're delayed. Uh, it's wigging you out. Tripping me the yeah, fuck out. Right? I can't out. focus on a damn thing you're saying. Yeah. Right. Well, <laughs> well, um, it's too much for me. We'll, we'll cut it there, folks. Uh, thanks for joining us on this episode of the podcast. If you guys want to listen to us get fucking super emotional, come join us on the Brorch. It's, uh, go to Patreon, look up the Weasel Podcast for the Brorch episodes. Eight dollars a month in freedom dollars. I don't know what that equates to in um, plastic dollary dues. Uh, but yeah, go check us out there, um, and we will, <laughs> and we will catch you guys, catch you guys next time. Thank you, Shane, again for coming on. Um, really appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me. I really, I love you guys. Thanks for having me. I really love you, me. dude. Love you, dude. Love you guys. <laughs> All right, see you, everybody. Bye bye. God damn it! Turn this shit off. <laughs> Make a fuss